Hello and welcome back to the Disc Dump Podcast, the show where we watch movies, play games, or listen to music in an effort to decide, are we going to keep the disc or are we going to dump it? Today, I'm joined by one of the best podcasters in the town. That would be Mr. Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast. How's it going? Miles, you're too kind, my friend. Thank you. It's going good. It's going very good. I'm so excited to talk this movie. This is one of my top five movies, period in my life hell yeah so of course he's talking about the 2004 i've just been informed that we are going off the air look up the road there's a lot more of them why are they coming here maybe they're coming for us Dawn of the Dead is the 2004 remake of the classic George A. Romero horror film from 1978, Dawn of the Dead. It is directed by Zack Snyder and written by James Gunn, if you can believe it. I didn't know that. Um, the cast includes Sarah Pauly, Ving Rhames, Jake Weber, Ty Burrell, and Mackay Pfeiffer. And uh, it's basically what you would expect it to be. It's zombies, but they're running zombies. And it's intense, and it's crazy. And uh, if you haven't seen it, pause this now and watch it, because it's, like, heart-pumping, super exciting, little gory. It's not terrible as far as zombie shows go, people ripping each other apart. It's nothing like that. But it is high-action, super intense, super fun horror movie. Check it out. Dawn of the Dead from 2004. In uh, in the fashion of Geek Peak, I've prepared myself a special beverage. What are you drinking? Oh, you caught me slipping today. Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm drinking a uh, an import. I'm drinking a Heineken tonight. It was on sale at my my local Publix, and I was like, you know what i I could do some Heine. Yeah, so, Heine- there's nothing wrong with Heineken. Heineken's the shit. Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm having what they call an Angry Balls. Do you know what an Angry Balls is? No, I'm not familiar. Angry Balls is Angry Orchard with a shot of Fireball in it. Mm. And they call it Angry Balls. And uh, Which Angry that, Orchard is it? It is the Crisp Apple. Nice. So okay. it's, a, it's a pretty good combination, especially considering that the Angry Orchard is a year old, and so is the Fireball. It all aged about the same. So it's not too bad. <laughs> old Angry Balls. <laughs> <laughs> no, goodness. So speaking of old Angry Balls, uh, 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 you know, something about zombies. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Here's the question. What was your life like when this movie entered your stratosphere? Okay. So I heard about this movie secondhand. I was, let's see, 2004. So I was like 13, 13, Mm -hmm. 14. Um, My nephew, who coincidentally is older than me, but that's a completely different story. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, So my nephew tells me, about this film and he said it's one of his favorite i was just starting to get into horror movies i had seen like the ring and the grudge and those kind of things and my nephew starts telling me about this zombie movie because we're talking horror movies and he's like you've got to watch it it's so good it's called dawn of the dead and he's like make sure you get the dvd with the extended 
cut too, because there's all these like special features and I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. So some time passed and I finally got the opportunity to see it. And boy, did I love this movie the first time I saw it? It blew me away. I was like, this is freaking awesome. And I was very much a child of like first person shooters and action movies. And I loved zombies. I read the zombie survival guide by uh, Max Brooks. So Mm -hmm. this hit at the right time. Hell yeah. I also have that book, the Max Brooks uh, zombie survival guide, man, that was a stimulating read. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, this, this is a, this is a damn good movie overall. It's a good action movie. It's a good suspense movie thriller, like just action freaking packed. It does kind of come to a screeching halt once they get to like the mall for a little while, but it doesn't end great for the people who are in the mall. So, you know, (laughs) As to be expected. Um, so who's your favorite character in this movie? Ooh, um, I really like the one security guard who ends up teaming up with them. Oh yeah, the guy that dates the stupid girl. Yes, I like him. Um, I'm also a fan of the the female lead. Yes, she's uh, good. I haven't seen like most of the people who are in this movie. This is a huge movie, but I haven't really seen them in anything since, except Ving Rhames. Yeah, me either. Like Jake Weber. Like, who is that? Yeah. Oh, Mackay Pfeiffer? Is that the girl? Is is that her name? Is Mackay Pfeiffer? Uh, I think that's the black guy. Oh, really? With the zombie baby. (laughs) I thought Mackay Pfeiffer was a woman as well, but I was, I'm looking at Wikipedia as trustworthy as that can be right now. Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer, that's the yes. that's the woman. <laughs> I was like, Mackay Pfeiffer, that's a real weird name. Haven't seen him in anything in a long time, other than this movie ever. <laughs> I was gonna say we have to we have to also mention that the the writing directing duo for this film, uh, two very popular names nowadays. Zack Snyder directed and James Gunn wrote it. Really, I didn't know James Gunn wrote it. Yeah, so, you know, they they had some serious firepower. For those of you who maybe don't know, James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy and most recently The Suicide Squad. And Zack Snyder, I feel like, I mean, the Snyder Cut. If you don't know what that is, just go on Twitter and search (laughs) (laughs) it. Why am I concerned with this man's cut? As a joke from another podcast. um yeah so Zack snyder uh my big gripe with Zack snyder is the ends of all of his movies the sky is orange every single one every movie he does the sky is orange at the end and uh it's on the freaking cover of this blu-ray is an orange sky <laughs> so yeah that's uh that's one of his signature things is this your favorite Zack snyder uh credited thing oh yeah for sure uh well he did what the watchman as well i think so yes i like that movie but dawn of the dead like i said is like one of my top five favorite movies of all time like it just hits in all the right spots like it's not a perfect movie by any means but it just rubs me the right way that sounded really weird you get rubbed by the zombies just in the right way (laughs) um yeah this uh oh shit i lost it i'm making a stupid joke i lost it um (laughs) 
Snyder, yes. I mean, I really, really like the Snyder cut. I thought that was a very well done production. But the uh, this movie is definitely one of the best ones, and I'm never upset if I see that it's on. Like, I'll mm-hmm. go scrolling through TV or whatever. I don't have TV anymore, but I used to. And if this shit was on, I would stop and watch it. Like, it's such a great movie. Um, what about it really tells you that it's a great movie? Um. I personally love the the large scale, just like multi actor zombie scenes. I think that it's really cool to see the crowds the size that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that they're running zombies. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is really like the first time we start seeing running zombies in like modern pop culture. It definitely put it at the forefront because I I had never seen running zombies before. They're fantastic. They went from like, oh man, that seems scary to holy shit, this is terrifying. You will not survive this. Right. Exactly. And like now all kinds of shit has running zombies. But this one delivered on two fronts, running zombies and gore. I haven't seen both of those in any of the modern running zombie movies. Like this is the one that has both. Yeah, the gore's really good in this. And you get a little guest feature of from Tom Savini at one point. He's on the back cover of this Blu-ray. The five <laughs> milliseconds he's in this movie is on the actual disc. So you're on the, the container. So it's like, does he know Tom Savini? They're like, just in case you didn't know, we're going to make sure you do. And there's a picture of Zack Snyder, like throwing his hair over his shoulder, even though it's like short, like just the pose he's in is like, he's like, oh, my hair is in my <laughs> eyes. Oh. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going on in the back here. So I have the extended version and it occurs to me, I don't think I've ever seen the not extended version. Because hmm. I don't know what they added because it's it's just the version I've seen. Yeah, I think I might be right there with you, to be honest with you. Uh, I think I had the extended version on DVD. I actually don't have it anymore. I think I bought it digitally because it's one of those movies that I keep going back to and rewatching. And like you said, it's like no matter how many times I see it, I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a comfort movie for me. It might actually be the movie outside of maybe Jurassic Park. It might be the movie I've seen the most in my life. Did you say it's a comfort movie for you? Yes. The mo- one of the most intense movies ever made is a comfort movie for you. I just it, it makes me happy whenever <laughs> it's on. I don't know how else to put it. I know that's a little out there, but I mean, it's I understand that like that's kind of how I feel about like Freddy versus Jason. If I'm in a bad mood, I'll put that shit on and just laugh and laugh. <laughs> Dude, exactly, exactly. So, um I I don't know. I mean, from start to finish, this movie's fire. Like the beginning is one of my favorite parts. Absolutely. Um, So like, what about the beginning is so crazy to you? Well, okay. So just the, the opening scene of like her husband getting bit and all of that. um, And then like her escaping the house and stuff. And then the chaos that's breaking out in this like little neighborhood you see that one guy telling her to like get back. He's like, get back. And uh, by the way, not very, some of the acting is a little uh, <laughs> off, yeah. for, especially for like the random one-off characters. But um, mm-hmm. that dude just gets splattered straight up GTA style. And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
you know, also the little girl missing the front half of her lip was freaky as hell. Right, right off the beginning, they had some really cool body horror, and uh, mm-hmm. and then after all the chaos breaks out, though, then you get. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but you also get right into the dope Johnny Cash montage intro of all of the different like scenes of chaos and. Oh yeah, hell yeah. I mean, uh, very very strong opening for a film, in my opinion. That's uh, that's the the scene that got me into Johnny Cash for a summer. I was all about old man Johnny Cash. I don't really care for young man Johnny Cash, but like once he hit that old voice, man, I bought like three CDs of him as an old man, and I loved it. <laughs> and I think it was all because of this fucking movie. So my first real knowledge of this movie is I'd see commercials for it, and it was brand new, coming soon. And at that period of time, I think I told this story on High on Horror, which comes out next month. But I think that at that time, The Passion of the Christ had been out for like a long time. And uh, when I'd ride the school bus every Monday, they'd talk about what like killed it at the box office. And it got to the point where they were just like happy with number two. They would just skip number one because it was always the passion of the Christ for like months and months and months. So it was like, and number two, the one that we actually want to talk about is this. And then finally, after months and months and months of the passion of the Christ being number one, Dawn of the Dead was the first one to deceit it. Another zombie movie. And uh <laughs> <laughs> the god killer, literally and figuratively. Right? Like, and it dethroned the passion of the Christ. Which I mean, I think that's fucking hilarious. It was like the perfect movie to do it too, because there aren't like it is such a dark movie. People getting ripped apart and shit. I fucking love it. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And I love like the apocalyptic, you know, like Book of Revelations kind of uh, references in the beginning, too. I mean, I feel like they just do such a good job of making it truly feel like a global extinction event. Mm hmm. But and they do it on a micro scale, which is what's so good about it is like you get the sense it's happening everywhere because you like see this little neighborhood and like she just goes out and like down the street. One of her neighbor's houses is just straight up on fire while everyone's running around in the street and people are shooting guns. And it's like it hit this whole place so fast. And uh, that's just and then she gets on the highway and it gets real crazy. And like, it's just, dude, the highway scene. Oh my God. Oh my God. The, okay. First of all, the bus, it's like, what is even going on inside that bus? And then the guy tries to steal her car or actually prior to that, the, the person who runs the stop sign and hits the gas station when you get that like helicopter overview explodes and shit. Dude, the, just the scenes of chaos in the beginning are so spot on and are so awesome. Like it, like I said, just comfort movie. It just makes me smile thinking about it. I know it's, you know, acts of bloodshed and destruction and chaos in the streets, but, you know, it makes it's me feel so good. good. <laughs> if you blink, you'll fucking miss it, though. Like when I think of this movie, I don't think of the highway scene. But watching it this most recent time, I'm like, oh, my God, like the highway scene is one of the more disturbing ones with like the girl trying to fight her way out of the bus and just getting yep. fucking mauled. That Oof. shit is crazy. Yeah. The naked people walking down the highway, just begging for help as she's like pulling by. This has got to be one of the most violent films ever made, though. Like the sheer carnage that happens in this movie is fucking brutal, man. 
but it doesn't have that Savini-esque like feel where his, his like whole thing in the 80s was he would take like actual animal parts and stick them in like the makeup and stuff. So like there's one zombie movie, one of my favorites, uh, it's Day of the Dead from 1985. He mm-hmm. like there's a zombie that like rolls over and all these guts like fucking fall out and it's like pig guts apparently. And it's just like gnarly. So you don't really get much guts in this movie but there is a lot of just decapitations and limbs and shit impalements Uh, impalements yes oh it's so good um do you did you watch house of cards were you ever into that yeah dude i realized this time around that doug stamper from house of cards is the badass security guard guy that starts off bad and ends up good what isn't that crazy? What? I CJ? could be wrong. Look it up. Look it up right now. I could be wrong. You're the one with it Bro. open right now. I'm oh my pretty God. sure. Because they, like, I can't believe that that's the same fucking guy. That guy's an incredible actor if it's the same person. I think it is. Damn. Freaking CJ. Actually, yeah. I need to Michael Kelly. Yep. You're right. Holy Doug, shit. Doug Stamper, baby. Is he's got it, man. That guy needs to be in more shit. He was fucking Ugh. awesome as an action star, and then he's like this great, like fucking intellectual, just fires off lines like bam, 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 bam in House of Cards. He's fucking awesome. Yeah. I did not place that that was him, but that is awesome. And he does do a really good job. Also, going back to my favorite characters, now that I'm really thinking about it, I really love Tucker the Trucker. Tucker the Trucker, yes. <laughs> Tucker the Trucker, baby. I love Tucker, and CJ is also really great. He uh, he gets a nice little redemption arc in this film, which I thought was pretty cool. I felt like he stole the fucking show because he starts off an asshole. He is the only one that has any actual character development, I feel like. Maybe a little bit like just in their relationships evolve, but he goes from being a piece of shit and he reads a Cosmo magazine that's like, hey, you got to trust each other. That's the most important thing. And then he turns into like the best fucking dude in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <Yeah>. Cosmo. <laughs> Cosmopolitan was the turning point for him. <laughs> I love and, it. Like, how did his little partner dude die? Because I feel like I missed him dying. And I was watching the movie the whole time. The the like southern one? Yeah, the guy who, who was just his minion. Yeah, the one who was talking about banging the fat chick at Dairy Queen. Yes, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they were in the parking garage to go mess with the generator. And that one that was like crawling across the pipes. Oh, that with, one got it. That shit was crazy. Mm. <laughs> and then he was just screaming and he got swarmed. Fuck yeah. Dude, have you ever played Dying Light? Came out in 2015. Um, I haven't, but let's see. That's not the one I'm thinking of Metro. No, I haven't played Dying Light. Dying Light is if this movie had shambling zombies, it's like just it's so good the setting everything about it is so fucking awesome it's gonna be in one of the next like three or four episodes of this i'm doing i'm gonna talk about dying light but like especially the highway scene you have to go through highways like crazy in that game and it's so fucking awesome and like crazier zombies come out at night than in the daytime so fucking good incredible incredible game and uh yeah that was the highway scene just immediately reminded me of that with like buses and shit and having to climb over top of cars to 
to fucking escape. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, so Dude, that's a. Can you imagine movie. being in that actual situation though? Because like that is legit a nightmare scenario. Like they're not walkers. Like in The Walking Dead, it's like okay, you just gotta be, you know, cognizant of where you're going and make sure you don't run into another group on the way there. But right. like, as long as you do that, you can evade them. But in this, it's like, they will literally chase you to the ends of the earth. Let me ask you this, which were, which movie would you prefer to try and survive in this one or world war Z world war Z is terrifying because they're literally like colonies of ants where they, yeah, they build like superstructures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to deal with the one. It's like you get like a nice skyscraper to like hold out in, and they're like scaling it through the sides, creating <laughs> scaffolding and stuff. But on the plus side, no gore in that movie at all. So like you probably won't get ripped apart. You just turn into a nameless gray person. <laughs> as long unless you have like malaria or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this this movie is a way better movie than that movie, though. But imagine yeah. if Brad Pitt was in this. Like, if they had actual, like, great actors in this, man, that would have been a really good fucking movie. Dude, I would like to see more movies that take place at the time of Outbreak or the time leading up to it and the Outbreak. And, mm-hmm. and, like, a really cool TV show concept that I would love to see is, like, the events leading up to, like, widespread panic in an Outbreak and then you know, the events immediately following within like the first six months and then just in the show, like you don't know what happens to them. It's just, this is what happens at the beginning of an apocalypse. I mean, I, uh, I used to want to write for television. So I worked on a lot of little scripts and ideas for shows. And one of them was like a slow zombie apocalypse, like months and months and months going by of them being able to like sustain not being overrun and shit. Like, yeah, I I thought that would be pretty cool. But then like, I think the show Van Helsing is what put me off because it was essentially the same thing, but with vampires. So I was like, I'm not going to copy that shit, but man, that would be a good fucking thing. Just like just the, the beginning of it is the craziest part. Like the surviving through the end is kind of like, all right, whatever. But Mm -hmm. the, the beginning is where the intensity is happening because it's like the breaking of the cycle of normal forever, you know? Exactly. Yeah. The the wheel of society is broken for good, basically. And uh, I definitely I would love to see a show like that. The, the only show that I think that gets close to that is Black Summer. Yeah, I was about to bring that up too. Black Summer delivers on the crazy, intense running zombies also lacks in the gore. Mm hmm. I do appreciate that like their uh, strategy on plot for that show is like, keep it simple. It's very strangely made though. Like especially the second season. (laughs) Did you finish the second season? I haven't finished, but I've been watching how the episodes are interconnected and stuff. And I do find it. It is a little weird. If it is it a Canadian show. uh, It's a Netflix show is all I know. They, uh, that show, no spoiler alert for black summer. The second season, they chop out the beginning and end of the episode, and they just show you the middles. So, like, 
you think something's about to happen. It's about to get crazy. They don't show that. And then they don't show the next scene where people deal with that. They just dive into the one after that where it's like, okay, that's already happened. But you don't know what the fuck is happening. <laughs> so, like, there's scenes where main characters are going to kill main characters. And you're like, I don't know. Is he going to do it? And then the next episode, they're just not there. And they're just, pretend, like, moving on. We're not going to talk about how <laughs> he's about to kill him. And he's not around anymore. He must have done it. Like, I don't know. It's so that's- true, though. You're you're not wrong at all. It's confusing. The one that comes to mind is the snow episode. Well, I guess it's all snow because it's all in winter. But the one where they're in that big mansion. Yes, exactly. That one. I was so confused as to what was going on. Like the majority of the episode. Uh, that's how I felt about the entire show. <laughs> so, <but laughs> I like I got into it. It's pretty intense. I don't love any of the characters, but it's pretty intense. So the only character I liked. He just got the worst of it from beginning to end is I don't want to spoil it too, too much, but there's one guy that reminds me an awful lot of me and uh, in that he's chubby. (laughs) (laughs) He was my favorite character and he just gets it shitty the whole fucking show. He's got it the worst. So, yeah, anyway, that guy, that show requires cardio. Yeah, that that show is pretty intense like the the beginning of the second season last little spoiler when the lady fakes a pregnancy in order to get somebody to pull over and then they jump and kill the person it's like oh my god dude what yeah that that guy is it's it's rough for that character as well so (laughs) anyway so this looks like a decent point for us to take a quick break and we will be right back Hello, Dumpers. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Disc Dump, where we talk to Chris from the Geek Peak podcast about one of his favorite movies, Dawn of the Dead. Thank you, Chris, for doing this episode with me. Everyone, please check out the Geek Peak podcast. And he and I are going to be on a show with Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds, where we uh, talk about horror movies, and it's called High on Horror. It's a show where we talk horror movies, like I said. So check out High on Horror. That's going to be some really good stuff. And uh, check out my other podcast, Toast of the Realms. It's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Um, That one is, uh, we'll see how many episodes of that I put out. That one is tremendously laborious to uh, edit. It takes like 14 hours to edit each episode, which is a lot. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a big thing is Toast of the Realms is going to take up a lot of my time. And you will notice that the disc dump has not had any new episodes in like a month. The reason for that is that my life fell apart. (laughs) So I am trying to start a business now because I'm sick of working for people that I don't care to continue their, uh, to push their company further when I could be putting energy towards things I do care about. So I'm trying to start a business, trying to get my life straightened out. So the disc dump is, uh, just a hobby at this point. I'm not trying to make money off of it. It's a good time. Uh, in October, I'll be dropping 13 episodes, so brace yourselves for that. That's going to be a lot of content. But once uh, once that's done, they'll just be sporadic episodes from that. I'm not going to keep any kind of schedule. I might not end it at 100. I might. I don't know. We'll see. So thank you guys for sticking with me. I've been doing this since November of 2019. So thank you for sticking with me through this. It's been fun. It's like coming up on two years already. Holy Moses. Wait. 
19 to 20, 20 to 21. Yeah, two years almost. Holy cow. So, yeah, it's been fun. Alrighty, audience, until uh, October, enjoy the remaining part of this episode, Dawn of the Dead, featuring the Geek Peak Podcast. I just wanted to say, uh, once they actually get to the mall, one of my favorite kills is that impalement with the, what is it? The croquet mallet. Oh yeah. That was, uh, that was a pretty crazy one. You hear clearly a zombie banging on the other side of a janitor door and you're like, you know what? I'm going to put down this crowbar, a very effective murder weapon, and I'm going to put a croquet mallet in my hands like he made a real dumb call like like when you're playing a video game you're like i know the stats aren't great but i want to see what this looks like to use it it's like a dead rising it's like yeah i do have a katana but i'd rather beat this zombie to death with the dildo (laughs) so he went croquet mallet and he Barely fucking survived that shit. That was close. <laughs> yeah, he almost got his uh, his life cut short from the first encounter with the zombie inside the mall. You know what made this movie really, really unique out of all the zombie movies? Is that uh, that 90s sci-fi actor, I forget his name, who uh, he's like been bitten and he's slowly dying and they like sit and he's like, I want every last moment and like just watching him ch- die and change and like the the drama of that i feel like no zombie movies or shows really have captured that moment you know what i mean yeah they do a really good job of making you feel really bad for him mm-hmm. and then his daughter being an idiot later on kind of reverses how bad you feel for him a little bit <laughs> <laughs> You're like that was your daughter you raised this woman <laughs> like the yeah. words chips chips come here chips <laughs> that literally haunts me that haunts my nightmares yeah the, the dog <laughs> is not the best character in this movie and neither is the dog's caretaker you you really like that security guard guy right I, well i was yes but i was just gonna say i totally agree with you like they do a really good job with the drama when her father is like coming back to life and that's after like big mama wakes up from her comatose (laughs) out of the wheelbarrow and just charges in on him that's that might be my favorite kill of the movie is the big lady that's just like she gets up and opens like one eye and is like (laughs) (laughs) she's so scary dude she really is but it's so funny at the same time What's You're your like, favorite kill in this whole movie? Um, honestly, I really like the the scene where CJ like d- makes his last stand inside the bus at the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like when Tucker's getting dragged backwards after his legs are broken. That's a really good one too. Yeah, um, I think both of those. Just like the, you know, the like 10 or 15 second period where they're just putting zombies down left and right is badass. Um, In terms of like actual like horror or like just memorable kills when Hulk Hogan holds the propane tank over his head and they shoot it. 
Was that Hulk Hogan or that was just like a crazy <laughs> I zombie? I think it's Hulk Hogan. Really? Let's look that shit up. <laughs> That's crazy. I, I, mean, okay. I usually don't advocate for looking shit up on the podcast, but this is <laughs> worth it. That would explain okay. why they zoomed in on him. <laughs> There's like a lot of people who look like celebrities in this movie. <laughs> they really are. And they made a game out of it, which was hilarious uh, with Gun Shop Andy. Oh, okay. Actually, I think Andy might be. My, I know I keep switching, but I think Andy might be my favorite character. Andy is pretty fucking great. Okay, so it doesn't. I'm not, yeah, I'm not coming up with anything, but still, it looked like Hulk Hogan. He was a big muscle <laughs> man. <laughs> they had like a Hulk Hogan lookalike. They had a Jay Leno lookalike. Burt they Reynolds. had a Burt Reynolds <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah, Andy for a character that has like three lines in the movie is so compelling and great. Excuse me. I think it's the like the broken communication between them where they have to like talk on whiteboards. That might be what makes him so charming. Yes. And just like you just feel for the guy and his isolation in general, you know, like he's so close, but so far he might as well be a world away. Yes. And like if I had to assemble a zombie team of people from any zombie properties, Norman Reedus is obviously everybody's number one because he's fucking badass. But like I think Andy might be my number two because he is good for however many he needs to kill. Yeah, literally thousands. I would have to probably put uh, what's her name? Mila Djokovic from Resident Evil with her telekinetic powers. Oh, the the first clone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have to probably like, but if we said no powers, then yeah, Andy's going on there. Norman Reedus is going on there. Batman's probably going on that team. Yes, indeed. I guess Batman fights zombies from time to time. Deadpool. Did you ever read Night of the Living Deadpool? No, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah, it's uh, I think that it has one of the original writers of Dawn of the Dead contributed to it. And then he also wrote another comic book of Dawn of the Dead, but it's exactly like the original. It's just a comic book form. But yeah, Night of the Living Deadpool is fantastic. I'm going to have to check that out. I'm just now getting into comics, so I'll put it on the list because I the horror comics are some of the ones that I'm like most compelled to read. Like, I like superhero properties, but I can't wait to read, like, the Alien comics, for example. I was just looking at those today. I was considering buying them. Even though I'm broke is no joke, I still was like, but what's $15? <laughs> Dude, okay, something to waste our money on. Did you see the Alien-themed Nerf gun that no. they have? Oh, yeah. my God. Please look that up while I'm talking about it. It's uh, it's got an ammunition counter on the side that's like a display, like the the assault rifles from Aliens, and um, it's styled in the colors of the the loader that she fights the queen in. It's awesome. It uh, is a ridiculous Nerf gun. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, that's awesome. It's so cool. Fight Xenomorphs with Hasbro's Alien Nerf Pulsar Blaster. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It says, the the headline is, New Nerf Aliens M41A Pulse Blaster means it's game over, man, for your wallet. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That's a great headline. Well played, Games Radar.
<laughs> That's um, fantastic. Um, but yeah, I need to. I definitely need to read uh, Dawn of the Deadpool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, Night of the Living Deadpool. I think that's oh, what Night it of is. the Living Deadpool. Sorry. Yeah, I got it for two bucks, so you can probably find. And it's like a hundred and fifty pages or something. Like it's it's a decent chunk of reading. Uh, I've been reading a lot of Deadpool lately, but we're talking about zombies. Uh, so, uh, zombie how, question for you. Hold on. Yes. What What do you think? Like, what are your thoughts on the original Dawn of the Dead, and how do you how does it stack up for you? From the sixties or the fifties? Um, I think it's sixty one. This one, the first one came out. Damn, I thought. Oh, Dawn of the Dead was seventy eight though, because that's night of the living dead or whatever uh original oh is that what it is? yeah it's okay so you're talking dawn of the dead from the 80 70 80s yes uh yes uh and that one they ended up in a mall too right yes i've only seen that one maybe twice that's the one that seems to evade me the most is that one i've seen and the sequel to this one which we'll get into but yeah i've only seen that one twice but the sequel to that one is my all-time favorite zombie movie that's Day of the Dead, right? Where they're in the yeah. military bunker. Yes, it's my all-time favorite zombie movie. I've only seen that one once, but I really enjoyed it. And I'm trying to think. I don't actually know if I've ever seen the original Dawn of the Dead. Is why I was asking. It's uh yeah. They go to there's a helicopter at one point. They go to a mall. They clear out like the mall has a shitload of zombies in it though. So they kind of really only live in like two or three stores, if I'm not mistaken. It's not like they have the run of the full mall like they do in this movie. Like there's mm. definitely sections that they just like quarantine or like we can't go in there and get those. But that would be a good one for our new podcast high on horror for us to like nominate classic Dawn of the Dead. That would be a good combo. I'd be game. I'd be yeah. game. I want and I want to watch I honestly want to watch all three of them in succession. I mean, I'm into that. Yeah, like we were and we also have been talking about doing like comparisons modern versus the old one and uh Dawn of the Dead would be a good one for us to do for sure for sure. Um okay, so how do you feel about the zombie mauling buses? So I personally love the buses. I think Me the buses too. are sick. Uh the chainsaw awesome. The chainsaw slots on the sides, man, um, that is hardcore. Like, Yes. It felt very Gears of War. When I saw it, I heard the honking from uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 zombies where you ride the bus from like map to map. That, <laughs> if you miss the bus, it's like, you're dead. That's it. You're done. Oh, man. <laughs> zombies yeah. were really a fucking thing for a while, man. Like I know, superheroes was, have dethroned them, but like, whew, man, zombies they were everything. so popular for the early 2000s. It was like from 2010 to 2015. It was like everything had to have a zombie in it. Everything. It didn't like I feel like without the zombies, Game of Thrones wouldn't have gotten signed on for a show like they had to be like, we do have zombies. I promise. Like <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's even like zombie romance movies or it's like oh, why is this happening <laughs> why are you doing these are not vampires there's nothing sexual about these zombies there's one that has evaded me this whole time that i really want to see it's called fido have you seen fido <laughs> no that one's one where the guy like 
I think his boss turns into a zombie and he like tames him and makes him his pet zombie and they name him Fido. And I just, I always wanted like, that's like society has conquered zombies and is like using them at their disposal. And, <laughs> like they put shock collars on them and shit. And uh, I haven't seen it, but it looks fucking hilarious. Dude. We'd be remiss to not talk about how like this, this movie even with all of the resources poured into its predecessor is much better and more fun and more violent and just in general, more badass than high uh, army of the dead army of the dead, man. I really liked army of the dead. I'm not going to lie. I think I am one of two people and the other person is my father. <laughs> who I didn't listen. I'm not throwing shade at the movie cause I actually really enjoyed it, but it had, it didn't hold a candle to this film in my opinion. I agree, but that's not the sequel to this movie. Have you seen the sequel to this movie? No. There's a sequel to this movie. It stars Nick Cannon and Ving Rhames. Wait, and I think I have seen that. I have not seen it. Oh, God. That one's really bad. That's what everyone says is that it's really bad. I didn't even know they made it until like a year ago. I was like, they did? <laughs> they made it yeah. the Day of the Dead? It's it was under the category of keep it secret, keep it safe. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand. I'm trying to remember what that one was called, but I did not I did not like the Nick Cannon zombie movie. It all of the seriousness of this one went out the window. It became just like really out there. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'd like to see it, but you know, like it is what it is. I- I'm okay with not ruining my perception of this movie by thinking about the sequel. But uh, <laughs> you heard about Ving Rhames and the Stitches, right? No. So Zack Snyder, the fucking genius that he is, he put they put like the prosthetics on Ving Rhames that look like he got cut on his arm, and yes. then they have like a scene where he's getting stitched up, right? So he uh, Snyder called in a real nurse to stitch up this fake wound and she just put stitches on Ving Rhames actual arm like she actually put stitches on his arm and he is such a consummate professional that he didn't say anything. He just acted through the pain and she literally like sutured it the like special effects to his arm because she wasn't thinking like, Oh, I have to be acting right now. She was thinking she was just like sealing a fake wound, but really she was sticking the suture through his actual arm and sticking it to him. Jesus. Imagine being that good of an actor though, that like, (laughs) Holy fuck that hurts. I'm going to remember my lines and I'm going to execute them with emotion. Ooh, that wince was genuine. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's fucking amazing acting, in my opinion, when somebody's getting a needle shoved into their arm and fucking string getting pulled through it. And they're just remembering how to be an actor is crazy to me. Uh, yeah, I know what scene you're talking about, too, after he falls in the fountain and cuts his arm open. Yep. And that's ex- like when you see them putting the needle into his arm, they are really putting that needle into his arm, like the Ugh. suture stretcher or whatever the fuck it's called, the, the actual hook. One thing I like earlier on is when they go through the elevator and they meet up with the three security guards who are dicks to them at first. uh, Mm -hmm. I really was enjoying when they were like watching TV and they're just like kind of watching the news as to what's going on. And he's like, we got a Twitcher. Yeah. 
<laughs> Put one in her head. We got a tweeter. That was a thing too. The security guard that was down on the ground level with them, and he died in the fountain. They shot him, and he just started twitching and was like crazy. And I feel like those were the only two references to that. Like you didn't see any twitchers later in the movie. Yeah, I feel like it's like they're basically dead, but they are just spazzing. Yeah, like severed a nerve that they lost control of their body, but they're still alive or something. The twitcher nerve. (laughs) The twitching nerve, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So, yeah, this this is one of the best fucking movies ever. Like, do you have anything else you want to say about it, really? I mean, we get to see that one random blonde chick's boobies. That's when Steve is when when modern family father is going to town dude okay we actually do have a bunch to talk about (laughs) oh man so first off that chick is cute she only has a couple lines in the movie she gets cut in half with a chainsaw at the end and it's so oh my god by the by the gay organist of the church yeah and like when he's torturing them by like talking to them about how he's (laughs) (laughs) i also liked how it was like um like when they're doing the montage of everybody like killing time, like mm-hmm. that the organist is just like trying on different high heels. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the music that's playing is Down with the Sickness, which is a cover from Disturbed by Richard Cheese. Have you ever listened to Richard Cheese? Good old Dick Cheese. Good yeah. Good old Dick Cheese. He's so I fucking love... funny. Have you seen the movie where he uh, he's like playing the, uh, the wedding? And he's like, uh, he's singing Candy Shop. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that Richard Cheese? That was like in uh, fucking like Step Brothers or some shit. One of those like big Will Ferrell movies. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, he was in that. And I think he was also in um, recently he was in Palm Springs. Was he? I, believe I really so. like that movie, too. I thought that was one of the best movies I've seen in years. Great film. By yes. the way, I figured out that that abomination film, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. the 2008 remake, just just don't. Yeah, just, just don't. Well, I mean, you can definitely you see it and make your own opinion, but don't spend 86 minutes of your life on that because it's just not. It's going to be a disappointment. So yeah, we skipped over why I like. Uh, army of the dead and shit man i have so many things i want to talk about i want to say okay so i want to talk about ty burl remember that and i want to talk about fucking army of the dead and i want to talk about left for dead these are three things we got before this <laughs> all end. zombies Hell all yeah. zombie things so yes um what was the thing that inspired me to say that uh army of the dead talk to me about army of the dead how do you feel about that movie so I liked Army of the Dead. I thought it was cool. Um, one thing I think that like is scary enough by itself is just running zombies. I don't think that they have to be intelligent or led by like special infected or generals or anything. To me, that kind of takes away from the whole zombie mythos of like any person is just as dangerous as the other when they get bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, and I felt the same way with George A. Romero's. Actually, yeah. Land of the Dead? Land of the Dead. I felt the same thing in that movie. 
for um, a moment. I thought that was what we were talking about because I also liked that movie. And that was when I said I feel like the only two people who liked it were me and my dad. That I was thinking of Land of the Dead. <laughs> oh, okay. Army of the Dead's the new one that he made yes. where they go to Vegas. Um, the, but Land of the Dead. Zombie heist movie. Yes, but Land of the Dead, I th- I felt like it had um some good good parts to it. I really enjoyed like Dead Reckoning is dope as hell, but I did not like that the zombies became sentient. That yeah, I, sentient I was... zombies are not my favorite thing, but that at the same time, that's the main thing with the 1985 Day of the Dead, which is my favorite zombie movie, is that a zombie becomes sentient. So maybe I shouldn't say I don't like that, but I didn't think it was well executed in Army of the Dead. Like the, the having Day of the King Dead. Co- oh, wait, yeah, Army of the Army Dead of now. The, yes, Army yeah. of the Dead. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place and all the names yeah. sound the fucking same. So yes, <laughs> Army of the Dead. Like I didn't like having a king and queen zombie. I thought that was fucking stupid. Yes, I felt the same way. And, you know, I feel like you're. Sometimes they're just like trying to jump the shark when they're doing that. It's like they're scary enough. Let's just go with the normal running zombies or even horde hordes of walkers. Like it's it's plenty scary. But um outside of that, it's definitely not one of my favorite zombie movies because the ones that I like are either where they're running or there's so many that they're just like overwhelming. Like the first season of Walking Dead, for example, when there's just like waves and waves of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like Sigrid and Roy's fucking tiger zombie was kind of cool too, but uh, I did think that was cool. I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but then I feel like you just open up like the potential where it's like, what else can be a zombie? Are they going to be horse zombies? Do are they going to have dogs? What about yeah. birds? Like, I just feel like if it was me, keep it clean, keep it simple, stick to the fundamentals, you know? I think next on our agenda was Ty Burrell. Ty Burrell. So, yeah, this is the movie I saw him in. And like I said, when this movie was a big thing in my life is when I wanted to be a TV writer, which was 10 years after it came out. Like, I watched this movie and I liked it a lot. But there was a time when I watched this movie and I was like, whoa, these people are incredible actors. So I wanted Ty Burrell to be one of the leads in my TV show I was writing. And then he landed on Modern Family and became an actual famous person. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get an actual famous person. I need cheap people. So I thought I was going to get him. But yeah, that was uh, that's Ty Burrow. And he plays Steve, who is the guy who owns the boat. And I wanted him to play the same asshole in my show, essentially. So, I, But I wanted him to be a lawyer. So... <laughs> or a plastic surgeon. I had two roles for him. But anywho, so that's Ty Burrell. That's why I know his name, because I wanted him to be in my show, and now he's not in a show that doesn't exist. Dude, he was a very good asshole in this in this film. And uh, I like the, the little nod to the end of the film where he's like, if I become like one of those, I want you to shoot me in the head. Mm-hmm. And Homegirl follows through on her promise yes indeed and you know like him as a zombie was pretty fucking cool like he was all pale and shit and he looked sweaty and gaunt and like oh he was so good he roared at her yeah (laughs) i love that man and like i can still remember the commercial for this movie where like the girl is like what do they want and ving rames comes up and he goes maybe it's instinct 
Or maybe they're here for us. And I don't know. I just fucking love it. Like, uh, so good. Maybe they're here for us. Like, that's <laughs> be in this podcast somewhere. So. <laughs> I think uh, from the point where Chips goes over to the gun store with Andy all the way to them pushing to the dock is just such a badass sequence of events. You got them in those armored vans, like the mall shuttles. They're just mowing through zombies. They're completely surrounded. And Andy, like, they're freaking out trying to go save the girl and Andy. And the zombies are just... I guess, actually, the girl is with them, right? She makes it a surprising amount of time after that, which... I would have just left that bitch to get eight. Like, stupid ass. Like, she's the whole catalyst for the end of the movie is her being stupid. Yep. But at the yeah. same time, my dog is the same kind of dog as a border collie. And I would sacrifice anything for my sweet angel warrior, Princess Tipsy. She's <laughs> right now. I'm looking at her. She's so cute. Anyway, so I would probably do the same thing she did, except she knew that dog for like days. There is no reason she should be that fucking attached to it. <laughs> Dude, for real, though, it kills me every time. And uh, everybody just starts getting picked off one by one at that point. Yeah, that's when we lose Tucker the Trucker. Tucker the Trucker. I was so uh, sad he died. I was like, why'd you have to take him from me? He died a badass death. Like, I don't know if you've ever shot guns with your, your Navy training, but... Uh, <laughs> not in the Navy. <laughs> not in the Navy. So uh, in one of the episodes of High on Horror, which is our show that comes out next month, I... Uh, I accused Chris of being a former Navy man, and it turns out he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Do you, have you ever shot guns before? Yes. You fucking miss all the time. All the time. Yeah. yeah and these yeah, people were sure. fucking sharpshooters by the end of this movie. <laughs> Nobody missed at all at the end of this movie. <laughs> yeah. I appreciated it. There is no room for error. No. And uh, that brings us to Left for Dead. You ever play those games? Oh, dude, yes. Left for Dead is like uh, we recently did an episode on the Geek Peak where we did best games of the 2000s, like up to 2009. To yeah, yeah, Left for Dead is definitely on there because it, like that was a game like three of my best friends and I had just a solid squad that we would run Survivor and Zombies and we were excellent at it. Like. I would say probably like a 95% win rate on that game when all four of us were playing. It was just that's pretty the, dope. the ambushes that you would plan as like the smoker on top of a building and just noose someone. It was just so it was so dirty. That's one of the only games I ever beat with an ex-girlfriend. Like we sat down, we're like, we're going to beat this shit, the two of us. And like almost every time would be one of us would die at the end when you're getting on helicopters or whatever. Almost every fucking time. It's like, oh, I would come save you, but this is over. I'm not coming to kill You're going to be dead. <laughs> There's literally <laughs> hordes of zombies pouring up the walls. And like it has running zombies and all of those things considered, it is one of the easiest zombie games ever because it makes everybody feel like they're good at killing zombies. But yeah. man, is that game good. And now the spiritual uh, predecessor, is that the word? No, that's before. Uh, the successor. Sequel. Successor. Yes. That uh, it's called Back for Blood. Is that what it's called? Yes. 
Yes, I am fucking in, bro. We should get I've, that shit. I've, I was playing the beta, and it's actually pretty fun. My only concern with it is it doesn't do a whole lot to like make itself seem that different from Left 4 Dead 2. But that being said, I don't need a whole lot of changes, maybe some quality of life upgrades, and then just let me kill zombies with my friends. Like, I'm right, cool. exactly. I'm I'm totally down with just a shinier Left 4 Dead 2. Like, they could just re-release that. I'd buy it. Yeah. So. I still play Left 4 Dead 2 from time to time. Just old habits yes. die hard. Well, you know me. I just fucking pick random games throughout the gen. Like, I have a game going on every system. And, like, I, I was messaging you this whole week about how pissed off I am at this PlayStation 1 game. So, <laughs> that should tell you exactly how much I go back in time playing games as I'm playing Sega and I'm playing N64 and PlayStation 1 and shit. So, if I had not gotten rid of it, I wish I didn't. It was just had too much of an emotional attachment to my ex that I had it. So I got rid of it. And now I'm just like, where's my left for dead too? I need it back. So back for blood. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing kind of like a little bit more from that game. Cause like I said, I played the beta and I was playing on easy mode to just kind of get the controls down, but, mm -hmm. um, very, you know, four to six campaigns or whatever, like that you can hop around through. Hell and yeah. So it's very similar to, to left for dead. So it's pretty fun. I guess like if Valve isn't going to stop them or does Valve make it? So like Turtle Rock Studios was involved in the first two, but Valve was, I guess, also a partner or something. And Valve is not involved in this one. Gotcha. Well, if they're not going to stop them, I'm whatever. As long as it's the same game, I'm in like just very similar. I'm down. I know. I mean, like, I don't understand why Valve wouldn't just release Left 4 Dead 3. I'm surprised they're still in business, to be honest. Like, I haven't heard of a good Valve game in a long time. They just run Steam now. Oh, well, that would explain why they're still around. <laughs> yeah, they just like literally own this like gaming sales plat. They're like the freaking iTunes store, but it's like, what the fuck happened to your gaming division? Yeah, really? Jesus. Anyway, so zombies, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about before we make the big choice? So two things. One, how about the ending of this movie? Uh, it's interesting to tell the actual end of the movie during the credits. That's not something you see all the time. How do you feel about it? I honestly feel like it was appropriate for the way things had gone. Like once you had seen how widespread the zombies were and like what they were capable of and shit kind of made sense why like they would end up going to their death on that island. Because mm -hmm. even if like there was only a hundred or so people there, like that's enough zombies to kill all of them. Right. Um, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Like I, I liked the ending. Um, I would have been okay with them surviving as well. Well, Ving Rhames is in the sequel, isn't he? I don't think it's an actual sequel though. I think he's just in another movie that says like that has of the dead in it. Yeah. Cause like George Romero had a partner and his partner, they had like a split. So his partner ended up with Night of the Living Blank. And um, uh, George Romero ended up with Of the Dead. So like they just made movies separately from that point. That is their brand that just like divided. So like, hmm. yeah, like I don't know. I just feel like as far as these movies go, it's a Romero predecessor. But or fucking, you know Successful. what I'm saying successor yeah. someday i'll remember that word but like <laughs> i don't know just 
feeling like it is a birth child of George Romero. So it's in some way it's in the same universe, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're right. Uh, but again, I, I, maybe it's just because of the departure of quality in terms yeah. of writing and like gore and direction and everything, but like, it just doesn't even feel like it's related. So maybe, maybe it is. And I'm just like being obtuse, but, um, I will say that I thought the ending was good. Um, I thought it was cool how it was told through his, through Steve's video camera. I thought that was a nice little touch yeah, and I, boobs. Yeah. You also get more boobs. boobs and, uh, <laughs> Oh, dude, we didn't talk about the the Richard Cheese cover of Down with the Sickness, did we? We sort of did. We just talked about how it was happening. But man, is that a good song? Dude, oh my God. I love that scene. He's like, get ready to die. (laughs) I fucking love it. Uh, great cover great cover yes so good he does like lincoln park and shit he's fantastic yeah i definitely need to uh i need to dive back into him sometime soon i think you can see him for like 10 bucks when he's on tour like it's not hard to see him so yeah that would be a hilarious set i would love it would (laughs) (laughs) um okay so this show is called the disc dump because uh, I've got all these physical media things. I'm currently holding in my hand a Blu-ray, Zack Snyder's unrated director's cut of Dawn of the Dead. The same director as 300, it says on the front of it. Do you think that I should keep this Blu-ray? I will tell you, I've owned it for many years, and I opened it yesterday to watch it. Do you think that this disc is worth keeping, or should I give it the dump? So first off, I want to say Zack Snyder and his director's cuts. Oh, Zack. Oh, um, Zack. I personally would 100% keep that movie. I think that that's one that like if I had a physical copy of it right now, I would watch it every Halloween at the very least, like every October. Um, I think it's a great movie and I think it has a lot of rewatchability because of the gore and because of the action and just how like fun the movie is so yes keep it you say keep it well i will tell you i've dumped it many times because there was a period of my life where all i wanted for christmas was dvds so i would put movies on my list or whatever and they'd come with like other movies attached to them sometimes (laughs) and uh my former brother-in-law he bought me this copy of this movie, but he also bought it for me on Blu-ray before and forgotten he had gotten it for me, and he got it for me on DVD when I already owned it on DVD. So that's three (laughs) times I've dumped this movie to have this movie still in my hands. But the only reason I didn't dump this one is because I wanted to have a copy of it. This is one of my favorite movies ever. Of course I'm not going to get rid of it. This is a fucking classic. Yes. So yeah, and it's on Blu-ray, so it's like as updated as I get eventually there will be no reason to have any of these but for right now i'm into it so yeah we're gonna go with keep it on this one um let's talk about the geek peak for a little bit i fucking love your show it's good show to like listen to while you're on a walk how would you explain it to the audience who somehow hasn't heard you on this show yet Uh, so basically the idea of our show, we kind of do a variety of things, but one of the major points of our show is to save you time and recommend you good movies, TV shows, music, and video games. Cause there's a lot out there and we want to 
kind of give you the best recommendations we can when it comes to saving you some time so you can get to all the good stuff. And uh, outside of that, it's uh, three best friends having beers, chit-chatting, nerd stuff. Um, we also like to make jokes and we're also very dumb at times. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have a variety of episodes. We do trivia, we do brackets, um, and, uh, we're very competitive and very opinionated. Uh, but I would say overall, we're, we're pretty up to date with most pop culture things that are coming out and, uh, we're good for a laugh. Um, I, I'll say I laugh when I'm editing our episodes. It, it gives mm. me gives me a good kick so um yeah that's that's kind of what we do we uh we just like to have fun with it honestly we try to keep it as fresh as we can it translates very well into the audience because i love you beautiful boys i've only met two of you (laughs) with any level of regularity but all three of you are fantastic (laughs) trent and brandon oh they're great they're great so um how would they find you if they're looking for you so our website is geekpeakpod.com. That's got uh, links to everything else that we've got out there. But if you want to follow us on social media where we post our episodes weekly, that's at geekpeakpod on Instagram and Twitter and geekpeakpod on Facebook as well. And uh, like I said, we got merch. We've got uh, a Patreon program that you can help support the show. Um, so go to our website and find all of that good stuff and all of our episodes and pictures of our drinks and memes and all kinds of good stuff hell yeah it's a good follow uh chris is extremely active on twitter and it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) um if you want to get a hold of me you can email me discdumppod at gmail.com that's d-i-s-c-d-u-m-p-p-o-d at gmail.com don't forget that little pp in there it's important on twitter i'm at the disc dump and on instagram disc dump podcast um so i forgot to remind you think of something you want to recommend to the audience Okay. So, um, and then of course, if you want to hear any of the music you've heard on this episode, that would be the song unity by the fat rat. Sorry, jazz June. I didn't mean to let you go, but I've just gotten a lot of requests to hear more of the fat rat. And I appreciate you guys letting me use the song. You're never going to listen to this because I don't think you've listened to any of it so far, but you were my first draft favorite people to do the theme song. And I appreciate you being there for me for like 75 episodes, but we're going to end this podcast with unity by the fat rat. Find it on YouTube. All right, Chris, what do you want to recommend to the audience? So I'll recommend something recent that I just watched that I thought was really fun. Uh, very funny at times and just a good show overall. Uh, it's called the white Lotus on HBO max. It is a comedy, um, a very good commentary on privilege. Uh, but most importantly, it just a very good drama with great acting, really good writing. And, uh, it just wrapped up the first season wrapped up on HBO max so you can find that on there. I would highly recommend it. It's, it's definitely a good watch. It's only six episodes. Each one's about an hour long. Yeah, everybody tells me that one's good, but you didn't mention the most important part, and that is Alexandra Daddario, the most beautiful human alive right now. She is in it, and she's in a bikini frequently because they are in Hawaii. And you do get to see her boobies in the first episode. I know that. I watched the first episode. So, yeah, well, I've watched part of the first episode, and that's the part. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't sure if I'd like it, but my gay buddy, Reyno, who's been on this show, he's like, Miles, you absolutely 
need to watch it. It is so good. And I was like, <laughs> all right, I guess I'll give it a shot. And I, wasn't, I had no intention of doing it until now that you're recommending it to me. And I'm like, all right, well, I know that Chris has some taste. So, yeah, I'll check it out. The White Lotus <laughs> on HBO Max. I, I got to throw this out here, Miles. I'm looking through the Wikipedia page of Dawn of the Dead. And one of the notable things about its box office thing is it claimed the number one spot from Passion of the Christ, formerly held for three consecutive weekends. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, and that came off the dome. I'm glad that turned out to be reality. <laughs> that is so funny, dude. I love that it's documented on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> I mean, that was like, it was a big deal, man. Everyone was anticipating this shit. Oh, it was so good. Anyway. Thank you for coming on the show, man. I always appreciate it. You're on here all the fucking time. They're going to hear you every fucking episode of October, all 13 of them. Let's so, go. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. And be sure to check out High on Horror. So anyway. Yes. Yes. Thank Look you. forward to working together in the future. And thanks again for having me on. It's always a blast, man. Thank you, buddy. All righty, audience. Until next week. To the loo, motherfuckers. <laughs>